You're listening to the Fox Valley Voice with Jaime Gutierrez and Bree Hayes. Hi, Bree. Good evening, Jaime. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I, you know, I'm sitting here noticing that the sunlight is lasting a lot longer. So much longer. And it's amazing what that can do for a person's mental health. Yeah, that vitamin D, baby. I, I'm pretty sure I am extremely vitamin D deficient. I told myself a long time ago I should think about maybe taking some kind of vitamin, but I haven't. Jaime, please do it. Take vitamins. What happens if you don't get enough vitamin D? Do you know? I mean, you get depressed and you might get rickets. Oh, neither of those sound like something I want to deal with. What is, but, what, what is rickets? What does that mean? Um, is rickets? That's going to be a fact, fact check. I just said it. <laughs> we didn't even get two minutes in. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, but like vitamin D, like it really does... Um, make a difference on, I think your serotonin levels. So. Okay. I've heard that um, word. When have you, you know, like sad seasonal depression disorder, low serotonin. Yeah. Like that is one of the reasons that taking vitamin D, especially in the winter is really important, especially if you live in the Midwest. Now you tell me you waited until spring to spring that on me. I mean, I assumed you you're older than me. I, I assumed you knew this. You assumed I had it all figured out. I did. <laughs> that is your first mistake. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Um, I take vitamin D every day. How do you do it? Um, because I've heard different reports about vitamins. And if you take this kind of vitamin, it just runs through your system and you don't absorb it. Specifically with vitamin D? No, just in general. Like I've heard... Um, if you get one of those giant horse pills that's like a multivitamin and you take that, I, I've, I've read different articles saying that there's basically almost no benefit to your system by taking a multivitamin. Have you not heard that? Um, I mean, I think that in just about anything to do with any kind of health, there are articles that say this is great for you. And there are articles that say this is horrible for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that you're supposed to take vitamins with meals, just mm-hmm. like you would certain medications. Like you want something okay. kind of like to give the know. vitamins something to grab onto. Yeah. Something to go with. That makes sense. But I believe in the power of vitamins. I do take them. I have seen a difference. And when I started taking them, I feel healthier and happier. So that might be a song. I believe in the power of vitamins. I, think I believe. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't let me. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get James to, to whip something up for us. This is a little song we like to call the power of vitamins. Okay. Well, we are off to a rollicking start here this evening. What, uh, how have you been spending the last week? Well, I would say that uh, a lot of this weekend I was inside because it was raining. It was a little cold and, and damp. Yeah. 
Um, but it is April and we know what April showers bring. So mm -hmm. although I do have some daffodils in my yard and that makes me very happy. Today, I went over to Heinz Brothers, which uh, is a garden shop in St. Charles. Yeah, right off of uh, 64, kind of over by where all the auto uh, dealerships yeah. are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a deceptively large place too, right? Oh, yeah. it It's wild. Like you can see a decent sized uh, building from the street, but once you start walking back there, it just keeps going. It just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, yeah, they have a great selection. What'd you get? I So my mom gave me an African violet last year. Ooh. And I've kept it alive, which is um, the first success. And it's also grown. So I needed to get a pot to repot it. And so I got a cute little pot. And I got some uh, African violet food and some African violet soil. So it can live its best life. Wow. Is it that specific? It says African violet on it? Yeah. Yeah. They're, um, I think they're kind of testy. So they, they really want to be loved and cared for in a specific way. And I, well, I feel similar. So I respect it. My mom, um, she like propagated it. So it's kind of a big, you know. Mm. I don't want to kill this plant. I want to keep it alive. I have not always been great at keeping quick plants alive. So this one I'm giving extra special attention. It sounds like you're doing fabulously. Thank you. I'm very proud of it. If you, Can you cannot tell by the way I'm going on about it. No, no. In fact, I, I would like to see a photo. Do you have a photo of said Af African violet? I will. Once I repot it, I will take a picture okay. for you. It might even for our guests. might even be the the photo for this episode. Whoa, that would be cute. That would be really cute. Maybe maybe we'll do that. Yeah, let's do that. That cool. means I have to get around to repotting it like tomorrow, which will help me not procrastinate. So, accountability, Bree. Accountability. Yes. That's what I'm yes. here for. <laughs> Thank you. Wonderful. All um, right. So, anything else? I'm sorry. I, I just completely cut you off there it's it's fine it's fine that that was really honestly the highlight of okay. the last week so the bar is low over here <laughs> so yeah and, and i don't have too much to report either it was a little cold and damp last week although and meant you know speaking of auto dealerships i am in the market for a vehicle whoa have we talked about this yet no okay so my son, James, is a licensed driver. Congratulations, James. Yes. And he, uh, he needs a vehicle. And so my plan is to find something for myself. And then I'm going to um, allow him to purchase my vehicle from me at a very, very friendly price. I'm not going to take advantage of my own son as far as that goes. But um, I've decided to look for something used and in a very low range. Yes. Like um, I want to just pay for it instead of taking out a loan, which means that I am now trolling every roadside independent local auto sales place I can find. You know those ones, right? Like just yeah. a little. Oh, yeah. 
roadside. I mean, I know they're all roadside, but <laughs> you know, just not the massive dealerships. I mean, you, you own a vehicle. Um, I, what can you I tell do. me about trying to find a vehicle? You seem well, like an expert. I, I have an uncle Bob who was a, um, a dealer, a used car dealer for, okay. for a really long time. He, he has, he has passed. So we can't call him up and get his advice. But the way that we got all of our cars growing up were through auctions because he went to auctions all the time and he would just go and, you know, let show up with a bag of money and, and buy a car at the auction. Well, like that's how, that's how they get their cars. You know, that's how like dealers get their used cars is like through auctions and oh. you can show up as Joe Schmo. Which I am. Yeah. So I don't know anything about this. I mean, my, oh my God, that would make me so nervous. Yeah. Right? I, I think, I mean, but like, I think that that's the thing is like, I don't even think like my family members went, I think it was like, Hey, uncle Bob, you know, so-and-so needs a car. Keep a lookout when you're, when you're scouting. And then, you know, lo and behold, there are all Fords. Like I've never driven a non-Ford car. <laughs> Still, like everyone in my family drives Fords. Okay. So, You're a Ford I know family. nothing outside of Ford because my Uncle Bob worked for a Ford dealership in Kansas City <laughs> in the 90s. Brand loyalty is a thing. It is. It sure. really is. So you're telling me I need to take out all my money and go to the auction. I'm telling you that I'm not the person to help you buy the car. <laughs> I mean, this, this concept is intriguing because I do, I do realize that there are deals to be had, but on the other side of the coin, I do feel like it would be really easy to mess up and buy a terrible car and just blow your, your money, right? Totally. And I don't want to do that either. So, okay, listener, if you have experience with either buying a car at auction that actually is a decent car, or if you have a favorite local independent used auto sales company, please contact me. You can send me an email at talk at foxvalleyvoice.com. Or if you're selling a car. Or if you're saying, well, I mean, I don't, I don't need to get into what I'm looking for and how much I'm willing to pay necessarily. Well, I mean, no, but like, you know, if someone's got a car that they're like, I think, and I'm, I'm not selling my car, but, um, dang it. That's, that's really what this was all about. I'm trying you to get you. Buy, yeah. You I, just want, my, I just my want my car. Yeah. But like James and I really, we don't need two cars right now where we barely leave the house. <laughs> Yeah, but yes. some someday. Well, and that's the thing is like I get vaccinated on Friday and um, so does James and our lives will change and we might leave the house again. So I can't, I can't promise you a car. No, I'm just kidding. No, I am looking for something, probably another SUV because I currently drive a um, GMC Envoy, but I really like the fact that it has a roof rack because I throw kayaks on there. And I really like the fact that it has a trailer hitch because I have a bike rack that plugs into the trailer hitch. So that's kind of where I'm at. I need something with a roof rack, trailer hitch, preferably the ability to have a four by four or all weird all wheel drive because of where we live. And that comes in really handy in the wintertime. It's 
true. I just said I wasn't going to get into what I was, I, I was about to call you out on that, but I was like, I'll, I'll just let him go. I'll <laughs> just let him go. Maybe like it's you're envisioning this thing and it and it might someone might be like, I have that. I have that. And I can I can give it to Jaime. I mean, sell it to Jaime or they could give you a car like no, 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 no. They'll be an official sponsor of the podcast forever. <laughs> this this podcast brought to you by, yeah, possibly. No, but anyway, we've gone on and on about that. So, uh, so we can we have a guest. We have a guest. Yes. And, oh, we were, I was supposed to mention that at the top and I forgot again. We'll put it in, in the, um, in the subject. We do have a guest. Thank you, Bree. So, it, and it's a, a gentleman that I spoke to a long time ago on the original Fox Valley Voice show. Uh, his name is Eric Shelkoff, and he is a longtime reporter for the Kane County Chronicle. And we, we briefly mentioned last week that there was local elections going on. And I thought, oh, um, I could reach out to Eric because he actually writes about this stuff and he actually attends the meetings and pays attention and knows everybody who does this stuff so so yeah we're going to talk to eric are we going to talk to him now yeah let's talk to him now is your computer beeping i i'm trying to figure that out i apologize are, are you running out of did you plug your computer in are you about to run out of juice it's it's not that i think it was someone trying to blow up my something or other is someone it, wants to talk to me is it do they have a vehicle for sale uh, they might, they might, this might, this might be live and they just, they just know <laughs> to find me to get to you. Uh-huh. Okay. We'll All see. Right. I didn't check it. I just X'd out. So. Okay. That's okay. It totally didn't interrupt the show at all. Except the, when we started talking about it. Oh, yeah. All right. Should, <laughs> should we, should we talk to Eric? Let's talk to Eric. Let's talk to Eric. We are going to welcome Eric Shelkoff back to the Fox Valley Voice. Eric, you, I, I reached out to you last week and you said that you had just rewatched the interview that we did. Uh, when was that? I think it was like 2003. No. Oh, no, no. Two, probably 2013. Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we are, uh, and amazingly, we look exactly the same, right? Um. Yeah. <laughs> that's, no, that's true. I I cannot curl the the long mustache and goatee like you though. Yeah, yeah. All right. So give us your 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 CV, your credentials. Now, are you are uh, who are you report, uh, reporting for? Uh, the King County Chronicle. I've actually worked for the King County Chronicle since since Jesus was a baby, but maybe not, <laughs> maybe not that long. But uh, 30 plus years. Wow. Okay. And we specifically reached out to you this week because uh, I, I had uh, I made a stunning admission to to our listeners last week that I knew pretty much nothing about what was going on in the local elections uh, that wow. took place last week. Uh, I did go vote. Um, Batavia, the ballot in Batavia was a little bit sleepy in terms of contested that's true. Uh, uh, That's true. Offices, but um, why don't you? Can you give us a little uh, highlight of what you thought some of the the high points of the uh, local election was last week? Well, you were right that there were a lot of um, uncontested races across Kane County. 
the exception being St. Charles, where every race in St. Charles was contested, including for St. Charles Library Board. So, okay. So, so that's kind of interesting. Now, what about uh, the mayor's race? Yes, that's uh, true. What do we know about uh, the winner of, uh, of who? Oh, who Laura Vitek uh, was the winner. She's an alderman, and she was running against another alderman, Maureen Lewis. And Laura Vitek emerged as the winner, and she will hold the honor of being only the second female St. Charles mayor in the history of St. Charles. Okay. When was uh, when was the previous uh, female mayor? Uh, that was uh, Sue Klinkhammer. That was a few years ago. Okay. What uh, what does uh, what do the residents of St. Charles have to look forward to under a um, Vitek mayorship? Well, for one thing, because her her ward represents uh, the downtown, so a lot of her emphasis as an alderman has been on the downtown. In fact, she she heads up a committee that's finishing up uh, the First Street Plaza, mm-hmm. and the and the First Street plaza as proposed would go north across route 64 north main street mm-hmm. so that's one of her pet projects and then she's trying to bring more like diversity as far as businesses and diversity she's trying, well as far as you know there there's been a lot of maybe there could be a better mix of businesses in in both downtown St. Charles and the surrounding area. So you're talking about types of businesses. Types of businesses. Okay. What about diversity in terms of demographic? Yeah, that's true too. That's true too because she kind of because she she was she was against Maureen Lewis who kind of represented the old guard and she kind of represents the new guard. And actually in, in several of the races uh, the people were elect who were elected kind of represent the new guard. Okay. So so it does seem like St. Charles residents are looking for new blood. And and the other thing is she she was kind of campaigning on getting more voices involved. So she's trying to reach out to more people who who you know feel maybe they didn't have a big enough voice. And yeah, that's uh that's important. Yeah, and it it's kind of interesting Though talking about the St. Charles City Council, Paul Lencioni, who's the president and CEO of Blue Goose, he actually won his race. But right now, St. Charles has an ordinance stating that if you have a liquor license with St. Charles, you can't be an elected official. Hmm. So now, even though because of a conflict of interest, right? Well, yeah. Batavia had a had an ordinance as well, but they actually dropped that last year after an alderman was looking to open a liquor store in, in the downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine that there's going to be conversations soon among the aldermen about what they should do. So those, that conversation be, should be interesting. But, you know, the people knew this going into the ballot box. They They knew that St. Charles had this ordinance. So the people pretty much spoke. So yeah. it, it, it would seem like St. Charles would have to change their ordinance. So. Okay. So we'll stay tuned on that one. Oh, yeah. What and, about... Um, yeah, go gonna, ahead. Oh, I was going to say there are a couple close races. There's a 
race that's that's really close for the St. Charles School Board. In fact, right now there's only three votes that separate the two candidates. Three. Yeah, three votes. Count them three. Oh, so, um, what's happening is that there's still mail mail-in ballots to be counted, and I imagine that's because, of course, we're still in a pandemic, and a lot of people were not comfortable about voting in person, so they, you know, mailed in their ballots. Mm-hmm. So the last day for King County to count the mail-in ballots is next Tuesday, the twentieth, actually. Okay, so we might not know until after that. Right. And actually, there's another back to uh, St. Charles City Council. There's a race there. Brian Werball has 10 votes over John Hoshe. So also close. Race. Very close. So, so, yeah, so that, that'll, that'll be interesting uh, to see how that turns out as well. What can you tell us about what happened in Geneva? I heard that the mayor's race in Geneva got a little. Got a little testy. A little testy. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it's more of a personality clash, I think. The incumbent, uh, Kevin Burns, and the challenger, uh, remind me his name again. Simonian? Yeah, Simonian. I was trying Simonian? to remember how to pronounce his name. Yeah. Thank, thank you. I don't know if that's right. No, no I think that's it. Yeah. Simonian, right. And of course, he's an alderman on the city council right now. So, um, so what was what was the the crux of the uh, of the clash? Um, well, I just I think it's kind of long standing. Um, they've had a lot of back and forth between him and and uh, being on the city council and, and Kevin Burns as mayor. They just uh, okay, they're on different pages. They are in totally different <laughs> different pages, and um, election seasons is sometimes. Uh, silly season that that kind of was the case in this race where they they brought in a well I, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say that uh, Simonian brought this person in but someone was making calls on his behalf but that and and that kind of added to things because this guy did not like Kevin Burns's stance on abortion and he was telling this to people he called and, mm. and actually Simonian told this guy to back off that he was not acting on his behalf. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, he was trying to get votes for Simonian, but in the grand scheme of things, he probably lost votes for Simonian. Mm. He was going about it the wrong way. He was totally going about it. So, so that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and, and to my knowledge, uh, the issue of of abortion is not up to municipal ordinance. No, is that, is that correct? It is. It is not. It is not. That's true. But but now but now the the person who is making calls on uh, Simonia's behalf is determined to find out that there's shenanigans going on and that there's fraud in the race. Oh no, not the, not the election fraud. He made national news. He did make national news too. I think it was USA Today debunked him because he uh, made himself an expert in voter fraud in Phoenix or in Arizona. I believe so. Yes. I think that that's what it was, but Mm -hmm. he's made a, um, yeah. A name for his fraudulent behavior. Right. Naturally. I guess he calls himself a mathematician and he he has ways to figure out the math that's involved in all these elections. And he's trying to say, based on 
Geneva's latest census numbers, that there's no way that the race went for Burns. Well, and this is kind of, um, this is the result of the hell that was unleashed on our democracy uh, after the past year, right? So now that this tiny seed of doubt has been sown, we're even seeing it filter all the way down to, to local elections. Unfortunately, you know, even though there's no evidence that there was any fraud, people still have to sow doubt and... It's unfortunate. It is. It is unfortunate. And actually, uh, Brenda Shorey wrote a story about the election results and how even though in St. Charles, probably because of all the contested races, in most of the races, I believe there was double digit turnout. But then there was low voter turnout in the rest of the county. And um, basically, the King County election officials were attributing the low voter turnout to people being burned out from the presidential race. And, you know, not only did not many people turn out in this election, the election officials also attributed the, you know, just the voter burnout and election burnout to not many people wanting to run. Mm. You know, of course, we all remember January 6th and people just were just upset with what happened. And it's like, is it worth it? You know? Yeah. Well, and Eric, of course, the answer to that is yes, it's worth it, right? Uh, because this is our democracy of our of our country we're talking about. But in the short term, it seems like it's going to be more of a pain in the ass than perhaps in a, a normal normal days. Right, that's true. I mean, you know, I'm, there's still a lot of fine candies out there, and uh, well. Uh, you know, as far as January 6th, of course, the, and I always forget how to pronounce their name, the QAQAQAN, QAQAN, right. There was actually a candidate running for alderman in St. Charles, and she posted support uh-huh. for QAN on her Facebook page. And one of her opponents, it was a three-person race, and one of her opponents called her out on it. Well, she didn't win. And the person who called her out didn't win. Um, The person who won the race is actually a a current King County board member, Steve Weber. And he's actually going to have to resign from the King County board because the King County board and um, city council, they're not compatible offices. So Mm. he can't hold both offices at the same time. Okay. So things got crazier than usual, I guess. Yeah. This elections. How about, do you know anything about what, uh, what was going on down in Aurora? A little, um, you know, I, I know the incumbent won. And that is, uh, Richard Irvin, the uh... Richard Irvin, but, um, you know, I mean, there has been a lot of good things happening in Aurora, especially in downtown Aurora as as you know, uh, the venue mm-hmm. opened a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, this past year, it's been shuttered most of last year because of the pandemic. But um, I know that they're actually going to be starting their their outdoor concerts in, in Monday Park mm-hmm. in June. So I might I myself am double vaccinated. So I'm looking forward to. Congratulations. To, uh, Congratulations. Thanks. 
I'm looking forward to hearing live music again. For sure. For sure. I'm getting shot number two next week. Uh, Bree, I think yours is coming up soon too, right? On Friday. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, I wish you well. So maybe we'll see you out there at the, at the concert. Oh yeah. What, uh, yeah. And that's, that's a good, let me just ask you about that as we wrap up here. Cause I know you have a, uh, a board meeting that you need to get to, but um, you, you also write about local music. That's true. And, and we all know that it's been extremely tough this past year for That's true, venues, yes. the musicians themselves. What is your take on uh, the current state of local music? And what are you excited about here over this uh, next several months? Well, I mean, I, I think that in some capacity that there is going to be live music again. Being a blues lover, I was disappointed that Blues and the Fox is canceled for second year in a row. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that there is gonna be um, live music fortunately. I mean, we talked about the venue and I think that uh, other places throughout the Fox Valley are, are gonna be able to have live music. Again, it's just gonna be different. You know, I mean, there it's, I don't think we're gonna be seeing big festivals again for a while, but I guess there's, you know, for people who are not vaccinated yet and, probably won't be vaccinated in the foreseeable future. It's, it's, it looks like uh, live streams are going to continue. So I think that, you know, even venues that have live music that are going to, you know, have live music on their porches, I believe that they're still probably going to have live streams because they know that some people still aren't comfortable going to a restaurant and they still want to hear music. So you know, live streams are an option. In a way, it's the best of both worlds, I guess, mm-hmm. in, that, in that respect. But, you know, I, I, it's going to be good for musicians who haven't had many live gigs lately to, you know, actually get out and perform in, fr- in front of a live audience. I mean, that's, you know, I just talking to musicians, I know that they really like the interaction with the audience. So it's a two-way street, you know. Yeah, for both, sure. both both can benefit. So I mean, it's going to be better than last year. <laughs> we can. <laughs> I'm I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that. There's some hope. There is some hope. There's always hope. Yeah. So yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to that. Wonderful, Bree. Do you have any last minute questions? Anything you wanted to know about municipal elections that you were afraid to ask? Um, not really. Part of what we wanted to do was talk about what have pe- people's experiences been this last year. So oh, you've given us so much information about what's happening, but I'm just curious, Eric, how have you been making do? Is there anything, you know, I'm sure there are many different things in your life, but any, any okay. new skills? Well, actually, um, that's a good point. Actually, for me, because I actually live in Plainfield. So for me, it's been beneficial to be able to watch municipal government um, have live streams, to live stream their meetings. Otherwise, I'd have to go to the meeting and then I drive an hour to get to a meeting and drive an hour back to my house to write the story. But now I just have to watch the meeting on the live stream and then I can write the story afterwards. That's incredible. Yeah, no. So, I mean, it gets the story up faster for one thing. But also, uh, the live streams have been kind of an outreach. 
like a lot of people might not even think of going to a meeting or can't go to a meeting, but then they can just watch the live stream kind of at their convenience, you know? Yeah. Get a bowl of popcorn. That's true. That's definitely. Yeah. Because like with St. Charles school board, they actually, um, save their meetings well you can watch the live stream meeting on youtube but then they also save the meetings on youtube on their youtube channel so you can so if the person can't watch it live they could always watch it later Mm -hmm. so i think in a way that these live streams have given people more of an opportunity to watch you know government in action excellent point Yeah. So technology can play a role in in bringing us together, be it a live stream concert or a live stream meeting. There you go. And you've got your hand in both. I I do. So that's been great. Wonderful. Well, Eric, thank you so much. Speaking of meetings, like I said, uh, you've got uh, St. Charles School Board, right? Coming up here? I do. All right. Well, we're going to cut you loose, but thank you for spending a few minutes with us tonight. And uh, like I said, we'll see you at one of those concerts this summer. Yeah, very good. I look forward to it. Thanks, Eric. Nice to meet you. Well, good meeting you. Yeah, thank you. We're back. We're back. What do you think? Do you now know everything you need to know about local politics? And a little bit more. And And a little bit more. Yeah, so we're going to link to Eric, not only his... uh, his uh, official reporter stuff, but he he does write about local music as well. So we'll make sure we have all that in the show notes. Um, I do I do have a fact check. Okay. That I didn't want to interrupt the flow of the interview, but uh, when we were talking about liquor licenses and how Batavia changed, because it used to be that an alder person could not like have a liquor license and mm-hmm. on city council, and they amended that. It was for Abby Beck, who her and her husband are working to open up a uh, cocktail lounge. Yeah. Are they still working on that? Store. They are still working on that. I mean, I think the, I think the pandemic has put some, you know, some wrenches and changed some plans, but I think, I think it's still on the table uh, coming, coming someday. Yeah. That will have the almanac in an old liquor store. So it used to be windmill liquor. Okay. And that's probably what Eric was thinking about. It used to be a liquor store. They are now turning it into a very posh lounge. Yes. Right? Yes. And so again, it wasn't, it was more, I more wanted to be able to plug that because I think it will be cool. And then, so if none of our listeners are like, Ooh, who owns a liquor store, which alderman? Yeah. Just the liquor license. Liquor license. Not the liquor store. Yeah. Uh, another fact check from our conversation with Eric. The full name of the gentleman who ran against uh, Kevin Burns in Geneva is Tom Simonian. Tom Simonian. Tom yes. Simonian. Um, and this is this is just a little piece of gossip. Um <laughs> Ooh, is this is this some real goose? Ooh. Um I it's actually it's it is part, it might be a good segue. It's, but it's, it's old news. It's not new news. This guy that we referenced as being the guy who, um, on behalf of Tom Simonian, Tom Simonian, who, um, has been all about disrupting 
the um, the election, he is a former business owner. He owned the range in Batavia. Oh, is that true? Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I can't come up with his name right off the top of my head, but um, yeah, okay. The range, yep. Which is now Aqua Viva. Now Aqua Viva. Yes. Restaurante. Yes. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Thanks that's, for that nugget. That's my actual goss, not real, real goose. Oh, okay. The real goose is cleaner than that, but it is, it is true. Like, so now we've got l- levels of, of, we've got goss and the real goose. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it, it's hard. Things have just been so wackadoodle that it's hard not to like put in that piece of actual goss. Like, I don't want this to be a, a gossip podcast no no but unless millions of people start tuning in and then guess what yeah we're we, a gossip we'll podcast. Do whatever they want us to do honestly that's not true we 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 decided we that we're we're going to have integrity right yes we have standards we have integrity anyways on to the real goose do you real have goose. any do you have any real goose if it pertains to happenings and upcomings in the area absolutely not i don't have anything you've got nothing i'm still not fully plugged back in yet i'm still kind of my head is somewhere else i've i've kind of fallen into this daily hedgehog mentality where i just you know get through the day eat sleep that's real that's real and it's, and I'm not happy about it. I'm actually, you know, I, sometimes I get to the point where I'm, I'm, I start getting real antsy and kind of jittery and it's, it's because I'm, I'm probably suffering some, from some form of withdrawal, but it's social withdrawal. So I'm hopeful and I'm anxious to get back involved, but to answer your question, no, I don't have any goose. Totally cool. Did you read that pandemic wall article that uh, Joe brought up last last episode oh you know i linked to it in our show notes i i know you did so i was wondering if you read it i was going to go back and actually read it and completely failed i would recommend it i think it might be helpful and what you're describing is something that i think a lot of people are going through yeah, yeah. so it sounds like you, you've hit a pandemic wall and that's totally fine um, I also, all of my, all of my real ghosts is <laughs> stuff not, that's happening in your house. <laughs> yes. We're going to talk, we're going to talk about Mazzy, my dog, my, my cat. No. Um, but one of the things that is wild is to me is that Fermilab was in the New York times this week. Oh yes. Did you see this? Yes. Because of their latest project, the Muon, Mewtwo. <laughs> Muon. It's with muons, which is a subparticle. And something about it, it's how we think the universe works at a subatomic level is wrong because of what they found using muons. Don't ask me what that means. I have no idea. Gosh, maybe we could get someone on the show to talk about it. Uh, Thank you for picking up that lead. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I was. And I think, I think people would love it because I do, I do recognize that 
there's this energy of when something happens at Fermilab. I think so many people in the Fox Valley are like, yeah, Fermilab, that's so cool. None of us know what's going on. Like, Did you do that on purpose? You said there's an energy about Fermilab. I did not. I talk about energy a lot. It's it's how I, yeah, that I love that 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 happened. Um, For those that don't know, Fermilab is a department of energy that is in Batavia and it's real cool. We'll have someone on that could like really talk about what they're doing mm-hmm. because I'll just butcher it. Yeah, we have no clue. We have no clue. Jaime, they got you... some s- smart folks over there. They really do. Jaime, have you heard any urban legends about Fermilab? Oh, yeah. Pro- the first one that comes to mind is that there are people who believe that uh, they have some kind of lever or switch that can change the weather above the grounds of the laboratory. Yeah, and that's why storms miss Batavia a lot of the time. Like it'll hit Aurora or even North Aurora and hit Geneva and St. Charles, but it'll miss Batavia because of Fermilab. This is not true. This is a fact. This is a, no, it's not. Oh, I thought you were going the other way. (laughs) It's not real. It's not real, okay. I've heard wilder things than that. Like people have told me things. Yeah. All right. Give me your top wild Fermilab urban legend. Okay. Um, So I was working in a coffee shop in St. Charles and a customer told me like, I can't remember why we're even talking about Fermilab, but he like hush hush told me that they were doing research on aliens using ayahuasca. Okay. Um, and they did just like he was like, they do some real weird stuff over there. Like, you know, just be careful. <laughs> and if our listener doesn't is not familiar with what ayahuasca is, could you just give us a brief explanation? It is a um plant medicine drug, hallucinatory like drug that's used in like ceremonies in South American countries. Okay. So is it similar uh, to peyote? Um, it's like in the same plant medicine family that's used by indigenous folks and have been appropriated by spiritual communities. So yes, in that way, um, I don't know the difference of the properties because I've not tried either one of them. <laughs> okay. And I, that is where I like draw my line is we are not having someone on to explain. The alien that. drug testing that's going on. <laughs> or, or like, you know, spiritual drug use in general. Oh, okay. Um, But it is like a weird flex that someone said Fermilab, aliens, ayahuasca. That is one of the weirdest things that I've heard. I've also heard some like weird spy stuff, but people Mm -hmm. tell me weird things. I'm always like, I thought you were normal. And then I hear this story. Like, I don't, I don't know. Either that or I'm very sheltered or the world is way weirder than I thought it was. Normal isn't what it used to be. It's true. It's true. I did start the QAnon doc on um, HBO oh, yeah. Max. Yeah, no, I've 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 resisted watching that just because I don't I don't know if I can take it. I don't know if I can physically handle. I mean, I I've read articles over time, but to just sit and watch several episodes of this insanity, I don't think I could do it. In some ways, I I didn't think I would either, and I only watched one, but it actually. It didn't bother me as much as I thought. I thought I thought I was going to have that reaction. And I was like, this is just something I got to do. 
And then I was like, oh, okay, this is informative. This gives me like less panic than, I mean, it's still terrifying in my opinion, but. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I, I'll consider it, but I, I just don't think I'm there yet. Um, um, I'm also like, I'm not recommending it. Oh, good. I'm not. You're, you, I'm, I'm not going to get in trouble if I don't watch it. No, no. Okay. I'm, I'm saying like, it's a resource if, for, if you want to know the history and like have a better understanding, it might be good. But if you feel like you have a good grasp on it, if it's something that just makes you feel more panicky, then I wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't mess with it. I will definitely shout out to Full Bloom. We talked about it last episode. I finished it and it's really good. This is not real ghosts. We've gotten off track. I'm rambling. Oh, no, no, that's okay. I think we, I think we finished the real goose, right? Or do you have more stuff? Um, I mean, really, there's nothing bigger, in my opinion, that happened than the Fermi Lab. Yeah. That All right. we can't well, quite explain. We'll see if we can get somebody on to, yeah. to set the record straight about the muons and the aliens and the weather and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I'm excited. I do have a shout out before we wrap up here tonight. I got some really, really positive feedback from a listener that we have in Texas. We have a listener in Texas? Yes. Well, okay, it's my sister. Ah. So my sister Renee is a big fan of the show, even though she doesn't know of what we're talking about because it's local to us. But I think she she's digging the energy and she's uh she's very supportive. So that's awesome. Thanks, Renee. Hi. We have we have at least one fan. No, we have we two have fans. At least one. We have two fans. Because Jamie Sam is a big fan as well. So thank you to Jamie as well. We have three. We have three. We have um James as well. Yeah, well, I mean, but he's 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 staff. He's our musical director. So does that count? Um, I'll count he, it. But- I'll count it. I will. He listens to every episode and he has said that he enjoys listening to the two of us talk, which is very sweet because he talks to both of us separately, probably more than anyone else. So that's true. Um, If you are a big fan, uh, let us know. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk at foxvalleyvoice.com. We'll give you a shout out here. There's also a phone number if you want to go old school and leave us a message, 630-492-0369. And I will try to remember to include a link. Um, we Our podcast is hosted on Anchor, and they provide a very handy link. And if you tap on it, either on your computer or on your phone, it will just take you directly to a page where you can just hit a button saying, record me now. And you can send us a message that way. We, we joke about it, but we do have so many more listeners, which is really great. And, and thank y'all for seeing us through this journey that we're on. I think we're, I think we're getting some momentum, but we, for real, we'd love your feedback, whether it's just letting us know you're a fan, what you want to hear us talk about. If you want to come on and talk to us, just one more plug. I feel like it's, it's about time that people are getting to know us that maybe yeah. they'll feel comfortable coming in and talking to us. We are happy to talk to you. You don't have to be a world famous uh, astrophysicist to talk. You to can us. be if you are. You can be. We're not going to discredit you if you are. 
all, all we're interested in is, I mean, you. this is the fact, the Fox Valley voice, right? We need to hear your voice. Yes. We want to hear your voice. Yes. We are all the Fox Valley voice. It's true. It's true. It's got real cute. Yeah. Well, all I, right, Jaime. I had someone once upon a time saying, hey, man, you're the Fox Valley voice. And I'm like, no, no, I, no, no, no. I am not the Fox Valley voice. We are all the Fox Valley Um, I can't wait to make those t-shirts. Go for it. Cool. All right. Are we wrapping up? Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Hey, good show. Yeah. Very strong. Are we still recording? This is still part of it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>